Today's episode is sponsored by Honey and Rue. Honey and Rue is a monthly subscription box made by a chicken keeper for chicken keepers. Each month, the box includes products to help build up your poultry first aid kit, as well as new treats and coop products to keep your flock healthy and happy. And it all shows up right to your door. There's always something fun for the chicken keeper, too. Go to honeyandrew.com and save 10% off your first box using code DRINKANDFARM. As a subscriber, you can also visit the honeyandrew.com shop to purchase select items and save 10% off of everything. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. I struggled with that, man. I need to practice opening <laughs> bottles more. Whew. Anyways, you sounded like you opened your drink very swiftly. So what is it that you're drinking today? I opened a Trogues Independent Brewing Joyous IPA. Joyous! Hey! Yes! How thematic for your new launch! I know. Well, and it's really funny, too. Jared actually just opened these as a birthday present to him from somebody else. And I was like, yoink, and grabbed one of the beers. (laughs) And ran. Gotta go record. I was like, sorry, one of these has to be for me. (laughs) Yes, I'm really excited about this beer. It's an IPA that's brewed with Citra. Um, Oh, shoot. I can never pronounce this hop. It's A-Z-A-C-C-A, so like Asica, and then Sabro hops. So it's going to be nice and happy and joyful, perhaps. Happy, happy, joyful, joyful. (laughs) Pretty much. That's what they should have called it. Happy, happy, joyful. (laughs) Yes. Or happy, happy, joy, joy. Wasn't that? Oh, happy, happy, joy, joy. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Children of the 90s. So what did you open over there? So I opened one that you recently drank in an episode. And and when you said the name of it, I was like, I think I have that in my fridge. And I, in fact, did. So today I'm drinking Dogfish Head Campfire Amplifier. Mm. Yes. it's, It's pretty good. Like, I feel like we're coming upon the warmer days. So I have to get some of these heavier beers out of my fridge. And the podcast is a great way to do that. Yeah, I am totally in agreement with you. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Ashley Kiernan, and she is at Ashley Kiernan over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. All right. So we both have received our April Henny and Rue box. So today we wanted to do a little verbal unboxing for you. So Bev, what was your favorite thing in the April Henny and Rue box? Okay, so there were actually a lot of really great things in this mm-hmm. box. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> so I had a really hard time picking one, but I think my favorite is the Henny and Rue logo waste pack, which, yes, it is literally just a fanny pack, but <laughs> I actually really love fanny packs. <laughs> See, I think that is one, this is going to sound ridiculous, I think that is one of the things 
that might be grounds of for divorce in my household is if I start wearing a fanny pack because Matt hates them so much. But I feel like this will be very handy out in the garden. Exactly. Or something. So maybe I just need to wear it when he's not looking because I yeah. need to use it. <laughs> I mean, I'm tempted to throw it on in the morning before chores because I could like put eggs in it. Ooh, <laughs> yes. So, like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, this thing's going to be super helpful. And, in fact, so I have a fancy fanny pack. Not to get, like, too far off of topic. (laughs) But I have a fancy fanny pack. It's very specifically for concerts because I don't want to carry a purse around, but I need my phone and my wallet. Mm -hmm. And so I have a nice, like, it's rainbow. It's, like, a really nice material, and it, like, sits on my hip really nicely. But, yeah, it's just a fanny pack. <laughs> just a fanny pack. What a loaded phrase in my household. <laughs> so what was your favorite thing out of the box? So obviously can't say the fanny pack, but <laughs> it won't. I will use it in some fashion around here. Don't you worry. Maybe I can just like sling it over my shoulder instead. Um, but my favorite thing was the chicken poop lip balm because it is mint. And I have not seen the mint flavor before. So I was very excited to have that because I find this time of year, like, is when I need chapstick the most, which feels ridiculous because it's, you know, it's warming up. But for some reason, I can't seem to ever finish a chapstick and I end up losing them. So I'm always happy to have extra around the house, especially this time of year. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure all of my, like, chapsticks slash lip balms have come from Henny and Ruboxes. Yeah. <laughs> and I love them all. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we also got a chicken medic bag in the box, but this is very specifically for young birds and bantams, like silkies and, you know, like other small breeds. And in an old box, we had gotten the full size one. So I'm really excited to have the smaller one because I have bantam chickens now. So it's perfect. Yes. And we also got a chick stick, which is a nutritious entertainment for chicks and adults and you can pick one up for yourself at manapro.com i was really excited about that chick stick too because i have chicks and they need that stick so i'm gonna clean their brooder today (laughs) and give it to them (laughs) maybe that means i need to go to like a farm store that has chicks right now and just grab a couple because otherwise i'm gonna be hanging on to mine till june which might work too but it's actually not that far away no it's like two months (laughs) ah We also got a tin of the Green Goo Poultry Care Respiratory Care, and it's basically, it's like a little salve that's formulated with medicinal oils, and it helps provide an all-natural, non-irritating, soothing relief for poultry when they get, like, colds or coughs or even have scaly legs. There was also a hanging treat skewer in the box. And you can use this with fruits or vegetables to provide healthy treats and keep your flock preoccupied in the Cooper run. And, I mean, I've done this before without a fancy skewer, but if you, like, put a head of lettuce on a string chickens go wild and it's entertaining for the humans too so i imagine this is like the same exact thing so while it says entertainment for your chickens you can kick back with a beer and be entertained yourself as well (laughs) 
And we also got a package of chicken charms. They're like these cool little leg bands that have charms on them that you can put on your chickens, which will help you identify one chicken from another. And in fact, I used a set of these that I gotten in a honey and rue box for the ducks because all the ducks mm. look the same. And it helped me discern between them, which was super helpful. That's so smart. And then as always, we also have a compostable nesting box pad. These come in every box and you can use it in your chicken coop for your mature hens to lay their eggs on. And if you haven't subscribed to Henny and Rue yet, you can do that over at hennyandrue.com. And if you use code Drink and Farm, you will get 10% off your first box when you subscribe. So be sure and go do that. All right. <laughs> So today's episode might not seem farming related at first, but we promise you it will we'll round it out at the end and you'll see how it, it will be relevant to your situation. Yes, because we are talking about the impending emergence of brood X in the United States. And this is exciting because it's the largest cicada brood in 17 years. Oh, man. I can't even remember the last one. Like, and I was, I should have been like old enough to remember it too. So I lived in the desert. So like cicadas are a new thing. (laughs) Oh, so we can, well, because I don't remember the last one. Like we can pretend this is our first time together. There we go. I like it. (laughs) So in today's episode, we did use a couple of sources for some information about the specific brood and cicadas in general. And that was a Science Versus podcast episode called Brood X, a drug-filled cicada orgy. So you definitely want to go listen to that episode. (laughs) Clearly, just by the title. (laughs) And then we also got some information from cicadamania.com. All right. So let's just dive right in with these creepy, crawly little dude and dudettes. I was going to say something kind of derogatory and stop myself because they can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you obviously can because you just stopped yourself. So give yourself a pat on the back for that. I'm patting myself on the back. Yes. All right, so you might be wondering, what the heck is a cicada? Because maybe you've never actually heard of them before, or maybe you have heard the term brudex being thrown around recently. As I was Googling in preparation to just impart some knowledge on myself before this episode, I there are so many recent articles about this. So this this thing is upon us, and people are starting to talk. So... What you should know is that there are like 20 different species of cicada, which means that that's way more complicated to nail down as like what the heck a cicada actually is. But in a nutshell, they're an insect that develops underground for years, then emerges in the spring to fly around, sing us the song of their people, and get it on. I mean, what a life. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) <laughs> it's like zombie bugs that want to come out of the, up from under the ground just to, to bang, reproduce, and then die. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> and cicadas are really fascinating because they actually have a longstanding reputation in the U.S. as just loud, swarming pests that keep obnoxiously particular schedules. And 
The mm-hmm. reason that their schedules are obnoxiously particular is that each species of cicada brood emerges on a two to 17 year cycle. Ugh, gosh, so long. <laughs> it is. I know. I'm imagining like being underground for 17 years and I'm like, nope. Pretty sure you're considered dead at that point. <laughs> so this is some real zombie shit. <laughs> it is. You're right. I had not thought of it that way. <laughs> So they have also have a bad reputation for basically because, like, early colonists misidentified these clouds of emerging cicadas as locusts. Basically, they thought they were biblical pests. But, I mean, I could see that happening even this year. I mean, 2020 and 2021 has been, like, crazy shit happening <laughs> all over the place. So I could see how I might even think these things are biblical pests at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Bev, if you had to describe what a cicada looked like to somebody that's never seen one before, or what could you compare it to to paint a picture in somebody's head? Okay. So, it's kind of like a giant June bug, but Ooh. with really big red bulgy eyes and yeah. huge, huge wings. And they've got like biceps on all of their arms, which is a little freaky. <laughs> I wish I want if we have a listener that is an artist, can you please take the words that just came out of Bev's mouth and draw us a cartoon? We'll give you whatever you want, an item, whatever you want from our shop if you deliver, and we love it. Maybe we'll put that on a shirt. I don't know. But I would say, like, that's a pretty accurate description. The first thing that came to my mind when I saw, like, I Googled it to remind myself this morning was demon moth. Oh, yeah. See, that was a lot simpler explanation. (laughs) But I feel like my, my calling it a demon moth and you describing it painted the complete picture. So this is why we work well together because we complete each other's thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're pretty freaking looking bugs. Yeah. Like if I walked outside and saw one of these things, like I think I would just nope and turn around and go back in. Yep. That's a big nope. And June bugs are a big nope for me too. Oh, mm-hmm. those guys. They're the worst. Yeah. They are. They're scary looking and they're big. I have no loud. idea how big cicadas are, but I think they're pretty big. Yeah. Well, in one of the videos I was watching, seeing all these little animals chomp on these guys, you realize that they're pretty decent sized in- like insect. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that's been really interesting about cicadas, though, is that as people have learned more about them, that whole like fear and disgust because they looked like biblical pests has turned into fascination. And everyone is pretty fascinated by the emergence of Brood X. Because it's coming pretty much any day now this spring, which is 2021. And they may be coming to a city near you in the following states. Delaware, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Michigan, North Carolina, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Washington, D.C. So if you're located in one of those areas, buckle up. Because you're going to be in for a show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm actually sort of disappointed. So my region of Ohio is not included in where Brood X will actually be. But we will get cicadas because there's like annual cicadas and like another brood will probably 
pop open this year. Say hey. <laughs> but ours will not be Brood X. But the last time that Brood X emerged, or I guess this would be Brood X's parents, they emerged in 2004. So they've basically missed a lot. Yeah, the world has evolved quite a bit since then. Someone needs to go catch them up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just being like dropped onto Earth 17 years later? Like how weird? How weird would that be? <laughs> it would be so weird. Like the iPhone wasn't a thing in 2004. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I remember when I started college in like 2006 looking over at somebody that had an iPhone and I was like, oh my God, they must be rich. <laughs> <laughs> my phone was one of those cryosera phones. And it had, like, a frog on the screen. And the screen oh. and the buttons were, like, all together. And I think the whole cell phone, like, fit in the palm of my hand. It was tiny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had, like, some Nokia thing, and it had a clownfish background. Well, that was my first cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at a map, and I, I'm, like, I think I'm, a little, like, a smidge too far north for Brudox. But who knows? Yeah, and I'm a smidge too far south, I think. Oh, man. Yeah crazy huh maybe we'll just have to drive to our <laughs> respective brood x <laughs> locations <laughs> so you can check it out well there are totally going to be people that do that like mm -hmm. because this is kind of fascinating it's a once in a 17 year like phenomenon so people who are super into insects and cicadas specifically are probably going to go do this nerding out i like yep. it so this brood is a species that's on the longest end of the cicada life cycle. Because remember, it's like 2 to 17 years. Mm -hmm. And the brood is actually made up of three different species of cicadas. Magicicada septendecim, Magicicada cassina, and Magicicada septendecula. So three different species. So when they all emerge, they'll be slightly different, but they're of the same brood. Is it just me, or does Magicicada sound like a Harry Potter spell? I agree, and so does Septendecim. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're just saying those three different species out loud, like, maybe they'll start crawling out of the ground. <laughs> I just, like, opened a cicada porthole. Like, you did! In, in my you county, <laughs> and everyone's gonna be super thrilled about it. Yes. So... If you're lucky enough to be in one of these regions to see these guys and gals, uh, you'll be able to identify them by their black, orange, and red bodies. And they're believing that they'll emerge from May to June and start when the soil eight inches down is 64 degrees Fahrenheit. So there you have it. Yes. We only pick sponsors that we love and are passionate about. So working with Grubly Farms is a no-brainer for us. Grubly Farms is on a mission to bring pets healthier, sustainable foods. With their farm-fresh ingredients that give love to the earth, they're working to transform how we feed our pets while doing great things for the globe. Grubly Farms' sustainably grown black soldier fly grubs, a.k.a. Grublies, are a superfood for pets and a superhero for the planet. Each time you buy a bag of Grublies, you're making an impact by supporting a small business that works to lighten the load on landfills since their grubs eat food waste, provide relief to the oceans by subbing in bug protein instead of fish meal, 
and giving trees a break by preventing millions of pounds of carbon from entering Earth's atmosphere by letting little grub bugs eat up our leftovers. Grubbly Farms has snacks and feed that your flock will love, and you can feel good about it. As an example, when you buy a bag of Grubbly Farms Little Pecks, you can feel good knowing that the yummy feed with black soldier fly grubs you're about to give your poultry worked hard to recycle 42 pounds of food waste and protect 12 pounds of fish. Get all the Grubbly Farms products delivered to your door. Go to grubblyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. All right, Sam, tell us, what is Brood X going to do once they emerge? They're going to put on some baby-making music, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) But really what they're going to do is the guy cicadas will sing the song of their species to attract a mate and as a very fun fact that bev dug up for us the longest instance of cicada sex recorded is 96 hours now that's the longest recorded one that was witnessed so maybe it's longer than that sometimes who knows but 96 hours like that's Whew, you are determined to do some baby making. Yeah, that's four days. And considering they only live for like six weeks, that's a pretty big percentage <laughs> of their life. <laughs> Ayo. And once the female cicada is bred, she's going to lay up to 600 eggs. So the next brood is like going to be even bigger than this one. Yeah, pretty much. I, I think that that's the thought. <sighs> So one of the things that's really fascinating about cicadas, because people are constantly wondering why they stay underground for 17 years, and the prevailing research has suggested that they evolved to do the 17-year life cycle because that helps them to avoid predators that can sync up with their lifestyle and emergence, and that allows them to keep you know, the numbers that they have, essentially. So that's one of the reasons why they lay so many eggs, too. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, because in in some of the stuff that I saw when I was watching some videos on YouTube and listening to the BBC Planet Earth guy's voice for longer than I probably should have, it's very obvious that, like, the animals notice very quickly that these guys, these little cicadas are showing up, and they, like, gorge themselves on them. And so it kind of makes a lot of sense. Like, not everybody's going to be able to come up zombie style and go and make it the whole six weeks of partying and and doing it up on Earth before they die. So it makes sense that they're laying, like, a shit ton of eggs while they're here because not all of them will be able to do that. So it's just, like, it's a numbers game. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, I'm imagining what it's going to be like right now, and I think that, like, Pretty much everybody's chicken flocks are going crazy for them. But so (laughs) will all of like the wild birds and any Mm -hmm. other like predator that feeds on insects. They're just going to be like snapping them out from everywhere because there's going to be so many of them. Oh, gosh, that's got to be it's going to be so crazy to see. Yeah. And while cicadas are underground for their 17 years, just so you know, if you're wondering like what exactly they're doing down there. They are feeding off of the nutrients supplied by tree roots. So Aww. that's what they eat while they're zombying it up underground. <laughs> and research suggests that their numbers are so huge to actually allow them to overwhelm predators. And it kind of goes back to that numbers game I was talking about. 
So enough of them will live to to breed and perpetuate the next brood, which just sounds so <laughs> zombie-like. It is. <laughs> so, Bev, how does this tie into farming? Why are we talking about this on the Drink and Farm podcast? Well, because they are mistaken as biblical pests, which are the locusts. A lot of people have been worried that Brood X is going to ruin their crops and their gardens. And that is just simply not true. You do not have to worry about those things when Brood X emerges. But you do have to worry about your trees. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. So like if you're you're planning to start an orchard, you might want to change your plans. Is that what we're saying? (laughs) I mean, kind of. So, like, if you live in one of the cities where this brood is emerging and you are going to plant some trees, you should probably wait until July to put Mm -hmm. them in the ground because they won't be making babies and inserting their eggs into your brand new trees. But if your yard doesn't get cicadas by the first week of June, you're probably safe to plant them. If you absolutely must plant your trees early, you can use some netting to keep the cicadas from laying the eggs in those new trees. And I'm going to tell you why you want to avoid allowing the cicadas to lay in your new, young, fragile (laughs) trees. And it's because when the female deposits her eggs, she creates an incision in the tree branch and shoves all of her eggs into them. Oh. Yeah. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know where she keeps the knife, but she's got (laughs) one in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Now, all I see is like a knife wielding. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) And if enough female cicadas do this on the same tree, the branches will fall off. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy, right? Yeah. So it turns out cicadas do actually have mouths. So that's probably another reason why people are afraid that they'll like eat all of their crops in their gardens and stuff. But their mouth is basically a big straw. So... They can't munch on leaves or fruits of your plants. So your gardens are safe. So basically they just suck. Yeah, literally. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Okay, so now I need to ask. If they lay their eggs in tree branches, how do they get underground? Okay, so during the dog days of summer, when it's crazy hot out, the eggs are going to hatch. And little baby cicadas are going to rain from the trees. Ah! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Does that all happen, like, at once, or is it, like, a trickle? <laughs> uh, so, because of the way cicadas emerge, I'm actually going to say that it, it, it probably all happens, like, in a pretty similar time frame. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And when these little babies fall out, they will hit the ground, and then they will burrow into your tree roots where they will stay there and drink the nectar of your tree until 2038. When the next brood X tour happens or brood, whatever they're calling it by then. Yeah. I don't know if they repeat numbers or not. I didn't think to look into that, but basically in 2038, we've already decided that we're just going to re-release this episode to remind you of why everyone is going crazy for them. Yes. (laughs) Maybe we'll record a different intro to give you any hot updates because by then i mean they could have mutated into something with like fangs i mean who knows 
I mean, perhaps. I don't know. This brood is supposedly pretty similar to their parents, so maybe there won't be too much evolution. But yeah, I mean, 17 years from now in 2038, we will have experienced them, so we can at least record an intro with a life experience. Hopefully we remember that time. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not counting on it. The way my memory works at 37, like, nah. (laughs) I'm going to be 54 when Brudex comes back again. My gosh. All right. So we hope you guys enjoyed that and learned a little something. If you are in one of the areas, you're going to have to come to our Facebook group. We drink and we farm things and post some pictures and videos and tell us about your Brudex experiences. Because I don't think either one of us is going to get hit very hard with it. And we want to know how that is going for you <laughs> yeah. and your chickens if you have them <laughs> your chickens are gonna love it they're yeah. they're gonna think it's the best all right bub so now it's time for we can't even corner what can't you even about this week okay i can't even that as billions of cicadas are getting ready to emerge a <laughs> cincinnati company has created a wearable bug screen pod Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah. They call it the walking pod mesh. And it is. uh, This is how they describe it. A warm climate wearable mesh screen bubble that pops open in seconds to slip easily over the upper body as a breathable, fully enclosed cover. Is this real? Yes, it's real. There's a picture of a dude mowing his lawn in a walking pod mesh. And it basically just looks like he turned a laundry basket over on himself. That's what it looks like. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That literally is what it looks like. That's too funny. But I guess, like, if they're really bad in your area, like... Okay, but honestly, this thing costs $89.99. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. So go get a, a long laundry basket and DIY that shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. The walking pod mesh has like a little like backpack looking thing that you like put on so it like secures to your body so it like yeah. I guess, fits right and like stays into place. And oh my God, there are armholes on the side of it so you can pop your arms out the side. <laughs> so then you can look like an animated cartoon laundry basket guy. <laughs> I almost Just, like, my beer out. <laughs> waving your arms out the side, like, hey. <laughs> Brudex 2021. Uh, but, yeah, I, actually, so now that I'm looking at this pod thing, I'm kind of glad that it's not going to be too bad here because I'm imagining how many of those I would swallow Ugh. while mowing the lawn. Oh, God, that would be so terrible. <laughs> yeah, I went on a bike ride the other day and ate a few bugs. It's not fun. So after yeah. that, I remembered to breathe through my nose instead of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. protein so what can't you even about this week so i can't even that there is a beer company spoilers it's bush um that is looking for a dog who can be their chief tasting officer to try out their new dog brew beer huh and this is a legit job they are offering a salary of twenty thousand dollars oh my god to the dog yeah, uh, yes. And also <laughs> a uh pet insurance. It's I looked I read into the terms and conditions and it's a prepaid card to put towards pet insurance, eight hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. And then I think it's a like 
It's a, and then like a, a lot of this bush dog brew. So there's this really cute commercial that they put together that's on their Twitter account. If you go to the link in our show notes for the article and scroll down a bit, you can see it. It's pretty funny, but it, like it is, they're taking the role very seriously. The responsibilities will include leading the expansion of dog brew's flavor portfolio. So not only do you get, you know, the salary, but there's also social media fame included for your dog, as well as pet insurance funds and beer for your dog. So I totally uh, entered Willow into the contest. And I did say that she is a pup producer for the Drink and Farm podcast, along with being a farm dog. So she is more than qualified to take this on. I did say that and tagged it on Twitter. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I put a really hope. pretty photo of her on there, too. She looked majestic. I hope they hire Willow. That oh, my God. Amazing. I would shit myself, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. But I think she would nail it. I mean... And then $20,000, like, that would buy her so many elk antlers, which are, like, her favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. I hope she gets it. I hope she gets it. Yes. The contest oh runs through April 28th. So if you guys, you know, want some friendly competition, because competition's good, I like it, you can go enter your dog <laughs> via Twitter. All you have to do is reply to that post, hashtag BushCTO or something like that, and then put your dog's qualifications down along with a photo. I might I might enter Carmen. Aww. Because Carmen would love yes. that. She would think that that would be the best. She's photogenic <laughs> AF, too. She is. She's, She's a really photogenic dog. I will not enter Colette's. Colette is terrified of everything right now. Yeah, she might be terrified of the dog brew. Yeah, she'd be terrified of the dog brew. She's terrified of my camera when I take pictures of her. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe she's just not meant for the spotlight. No, yeah. she's not a spotlight dog. She's not a spotlight dog. She's a I sleep on the side uh, next to your bed dog and follow you everywhere dog. Aww. She's very sweet. She's so very cute. old. <laughs> yeah. All right. So make sure you guys send us your can't evens. You can post them in the Facebook group and hashtag can't even. You can also message them to us via Facebook, Instagram, or email them to us at drinkandfarm at gmail.com. And if you have not yet, be sure and go leave the podcast a review over on Apple Podcasts because we read one review from there per week. And every month we draw a name out of the reviews that we read for the week, basically out of a hat. And that person wins an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. So, Sam, would you like to read our review this week? Sure. This one is from Point 46 on Apple Podcast. And she says, or I shouldn't assume that. Who, if it's a male or female, I guess. But they say, highlight of my week. They crack me up with their stories, and I love their realness. They have given me the confidence to join the crazy farm life by adding some chicks to our family. I can't forget the cocktails. Who doesn't love a good beverage? Thanks for the laughs and great knowledge I'm gaining. Keep it up. Thanks so much for that review. Yeah, and I'm so excited for you that you added chicks to your family. That's a really big deal. Like, yeah. Chicks are a big responsibility. Yep, they are. I'm relearning that again right now. <laughs> um, but I love it. I, I love yeah. having baby chicks around. They're just 
so fluffy. Ugh, just baby animals in general. Ugh, I can't yes. get enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm not adding enough baby animals to the farm this spring, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> All right. So we have, like, an announcement before our normal spiel. So I hope you guys listen because this – I th- I'm pretty excited about this. I think it's a big deal. Yeah, I think it's a big deal too, and I have to give Sam all the credit because this is Sam's idea. Oh, well, you know, like I was saying earlier, like, we complete each other's <laughs> – good ideas together and thought processes. (laughs) So uh, we will be launching a new segment for Patreon only called Straight No Chaser. Yes. Starting May 1st, all Patreons at the $5 level and above will have access to our weekly series, which we're calling Straight No Chaser. And each week we'll cover a topic that's inspired by something we might be looking into for whatever reason or something that you may have asked us to look into. We're going to attempt to keep these around five minutes, but you guys, especially if you've been around since at the beginning, you know we like a good tangent. <laughs> but we're going to try to keep them super focused and just give you straight facts, and honesty, and maybe we'll throw some opinions in there, too, because we do have those. Yeah, we're people. Yeah, exactly. So thank you to all of our Patreons, our current and our future Patreons. Um, Because of your support, we're able to hire some people to help with editing the podcast, which just means that opens up more time for Bev and I to produce more content for you. So we hope that You'll stick around on Patreon if you're already at the $5 level or maybe join and, and give the Straight No Chaser a, a shot, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but we're super excited and that will launch the first full week of May. Yes, yes. Thank you so much to our current and future Patreons. Because yes. of you, like, we get to have these fun ideas and actually execute on them because we aren't doing that every day, like podcast things, except, you know, like recording it and creating it. But, yes. you know, the other stuff, the stuff that people can help us with, we get to pay them and create jobs. And it's, it's a really cool feeling to mm-hmm. have like a dream and an idea that you had several years ago, like turn into this. Yeah, it's cool. I'm and getting all was, misty. And that was all Bev's idea. Because she talked to me on Instagram, and I was a stranger with pink hair. <laughs> so that one was your idea. <laughs> All right, so um, make sure you hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen because this helps more people like you find our podcast. Yes, and if you're interested in joining our Patreon, we should probably tell you where Mm. to go do that at, Mm -hmm. and that is over at patreon.com slash drinkandfarm. There's also a link to it in the show notes to this episode. And do us a favor and share this episode over in your Instagram stories. And if you give us a tag at Drink and Farm, we're going to send you a promo code just for that episode. That'll give you a percentage off in our shop. And if you guys haven't seen the April shirt yet, it's super cute. You're going to want to go grab that before it disappears. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure you take a look at the show notes. You'll find links to the sources that we used for this episode. There will also be a survey where you can tell us how we're doing anonymously and links to all of our social media goodness, our merch shop, and all of that other great stuff that we talk about. Yeah. So thank you again 
We hope you were fully entertained by this brood X orgy talk. Because <laughs> essentially that's, it's all about the sex. And I had no idea before we researched this episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whew. All right. So until next time. Drink. Farm. And give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.